Welcome to Homegrown Solutions, Building Community Wealth, a podcast about how local agents of change are creating community wealth and building the new in their own neighborhoods. Hear their stories. Hello, everyone. My name is Asli Africa, a member of the Kepler Institute and host of this episode. Thanks for tuning in. This installment, I'll be speaking with Hambanu Ishii, Kepler's co-founder, head of Kepler Accounting, and one of the members of the Kepler Integrated Fund Initiative. So once again, thank you so much, PB, for joining us. Could would you just start off by giving uh, just a brief introduction about yourself? I am, like Asli said, Pambana Uishi, and one of the founders of Kepra, which started in about 2003. And currently, my major role is as the finance manager. Great, thank you. So I just wanted to kick this um, conversation off with if you could define community wealth, how would you define it? So what does it mean to you personally? Well, for me, again, uh, we view community as the people. And it, the people are primary, front and center, the most important uh, part of community and the relationships that exist within those. And so, you know, as individuals and collectively, we have skills, we have talents, we have abilities. But community wealth building to me is being able to create the community in which everyone can contribute their gifts and talents, that everyone can bring forth the best that's within them, and that everyone shares in the prosperity of the community so that, you know, hopefully no one is left out. And you mentioned, you know, it's um, no one's left out and making sure we're sharing prosperity, but could you go into a little more detail about why community wealth is so important? Um, Well, I guess I'll say, you know, for me, um, I really feel like I am, I guess, in in African communities, there's an African saying, I am because we are. And so that, you know, you are the product of what a lot of people have invested in you, you know, time, uh, care, support, encouragement. And that, to me, community wealth is important because it allows everyone to feel connected everyone to have a sense of belonging, everyone to be able to contribute and to create a healthy, uh, encouraging, nurturing, supportive environment where we can really, I guess, bring about the vision that we have for community and create the world we want to live in. And so to me, it's important that everybody be able to contribute, you know, to the best of their ability, their gifts, their talents, their skills, and to be supported and encouraged in doing that because then we are at our best as a whole. And that, you know, there's a saying about you're only as strong as your weakest link. So to me, everyone is important and everyone has something to contribute and to create a community that allows you to do that. We have to invest in, you know, put resources into our people and then also, you know, give them the freedom to create and collectively you know, to shape our community so that everybody has a sense of ownership, a sense of voice, a sense of belonging. So I guess I would say that's why it's important to me that for people, we are social um, beings. And I feel like, you know, that we really get our greatest joy from the things that we do together and uh, being able to create a world in which everybody, you know, can make a contribution 
and enjoy being able to do that and then also helping others to do that as well. So for me, that's what I consider community wealth building. And I feel it's important because it allows us as human beings, one, to connect with one each, with each other and to be the best that we can be and create a world that allows that to continue um, to take place. back to Kepra briefly um could you just explain uh the program that you're in lead with or collaboration with and talk a little bit about how you got to be in the position that you're at okay so I guess I'll start with uh how I came to be the finance manager and um as you shared at the beginning I am one of the founders uh, that helped to create Kepra and I am married to the executive director Imhotep Adisa and um Diapadisa is our son, and back in 2003, um, he flunked algebra, and he didn't tell us, and so I turned to my husband. I said, this is your son. Take him and do something with him, and so what we came up with, you know, and Paulette, who's also one of the founders, has a grandson that would visit every summer, and so we wanted to create a program for a young African-American males, you know, um, adolescent teenagers that would... Um, provide them with uh, understanding of their cultural heritage, uh, opportunity to gain life skills, public speaking, and learn about entrepreneurship. And, you know, from that time, as they've grown and as other young people have come into it, and our primary focus has always been the development of young people, that the organization has grown and expanded. And um, I um, came to Kepra full-time in 2013 and I had worked for another nonprofit and I uh, gained a lot of skills in grant writing and things like that. And I'm a very detailed person. So the skills that I thought that I could bring to the arena was to take on doing the accounting. And uh, my husband, who's an entrepreneur, we had had a screen printing business and I did the accounting there. So I uh, took over the accounting, which was uh, uh, initially was being done by Paulette and then a young lady named Nikki, who's since gone on and gotten her master's degree in accounting. And so uh, it's just kind of grown and expanded from there. And so that's uh, one of my primary responsibilities. But because we are a youth development leadership organization, I am looking for and hoping that a young person will come along that uh, is interested in accounting and that, that we can transition that to some young adult to be the uh, finance manager of. But right now it's me. And so then going back to Community Wealth, um, could you tell me just a little bit about how uh, Kepra and Alchemy and how it's building or helping encourage Community Wealth? Okay. So um, I want to share a little bit about the kind of the history of um, Alchemy, how it unfolded. So back in about 2018, um, in the city, M, our executive director was participating in a lot of conversations around uh, I guess you would say inclusive growth and economic mobility. And then we also were participating in conversations with uh, individuals from community development organizations around, you know, what is needed in our communities. And there was a sense, and I had this sense, as well as the organization that, you know, Kepper could do more. And so we were trying to determine what that uh, place might be. And because we are an organization that has been uh, primarily funded by uh, social enterprises as well as grants and donations. 
we felt like, you know, we had a lot of experience in uh, launching and growing and running social enterprises. And that for us, it has allowed us to maintain our independence, to maintain our voice and to have the uh, freedom to do what we feel, you know, uh, as uh, communicated to us by community are the needs and address those in needs in community. So we thought that that would be a place that we could uh, share uh, what we've learned and what we've been able to do with community. And so we decided to launch Alchemy, which is our uh, community wealth building um, social enterprise center. So I will say that initially for us, all of our programs have been about community wealth building, but we felt like uh, by taking on or uh, working in the area of social entrepreneurship, we could help uh, uh, garner the resources uh, and put them into working with entrepreneurs from under-resourced communities to start, um, grow, and expand businesses that the community can share in either through you know ownership of the uh, businesses or through cooperatives where there's shared wealth and prosperity as the business grows and expand or like employee stock ownership programs. But we're really, for us, want to focus on we're not trying to help entrepreneurs become rich individually, but we're trying to help create entrepreneurs or work with entrepreneurs who are interested in creating businesses that address the needs and challenges in their communities and sharing that prosperity as their business grows and expands with the community as well. And then also, you know, it creates community investment, community ownership when people can support the business, can be a part of the owners, can have a voice or a say. So for us, uh, the launching of the Alchemy Social Enterprise Center was a way we felt to help expand, uh, I guess you would say, wealth in under-resourced communities to help um, strengthen the relationships that exist in communities because, you know, if they support the businesses, if they're owners of it, uh, if they have decisions as uh, power um, to make decisions as workers, then there's a lot more greater investment from the community in uh, helping those businesses to succeed. And then finally, for the last question, if you could just tell me um, seven like critical reasons why Alchemy should continue to grow and why it's you know so important and why it should even be around. Well, I guess I would say, you know, like one reason is we, again, like we have entrepreneurs, gifted, talented, that can bring um, their vision, their thoughts, their ideas about how to address the challenges in our community. They live in the community, they're from the community. So to me, that's one very important reason, tapping into that uh, creativity, into that cultural heritage, into that uh, cooperative spirit that we've had as a people for a long time. And, you know, again, putting that to work to um, build, expand, strengthen, enrich our community. So one, that's one reason it's very important. Two, um, again, it allows us to address the challenges from, to me, a more grassroots community perspective in terms of the people in the community saying, yeah, this is what we need. This is what we want. And then also, you know, being able to support it. Um, and then, um, I guess I would say that the thing about shared prosperity, that for me, you know, I feel like the traditional approach to entrepreneurship is 
you know, like in the, the uh, example that's typically held up is like, you know, a company uh, a owner has an idea, they grow it, expand it, they make a lot of money, they become rich or a millionaire, or, or maybe they don't. But for us, it really is uh, building on the tradition, which we have of uh, cooperation. And, and the, the African-American community has a long history of um, cooperatives. And we're currently doing a book study with uh, Jessica Gordon-Nembhardt around a book called Collective Courage, which uh, documents that. So it's one, allowing us to uh, have control over our economy and uh, to share the prosperity with our community. And so uh, that's uh, an important reason. And I guess another one is that, again, it is our articulating our voice, our vision of what we want to see in our communities, of what we need and how we think it needs to be done. So to me, community empowerment, which is, you know, allowing and uh, the voice and the decisions that come from the community and being a part of it because I live in my community and I think, you know, we know what the challenges are. We live them, we experience them, and we know, you know, have a vision of what we want to see. And so for me, you know, to um, give more power and voice to that is very important. So I, I, I don't know if I did seven, <laughs> but I think that to me, those are all the reasons. And, 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 you know, like I said, we, as a people, we've done this and we know how to do this, but, you know, for me, like, and I just, I'll just briefly touch on the, the Kepler Integrated Fund is that for us, you know, it's being able to, to provide the capital or, which is one aspect of it, financial capital, because again, it's social capital relationships, the intellectual capital skills, abilities, and talents, but also the financial capital to be able to, as a community say, we need these types of businesses. We need these types of services. We think this is important. And we don't have to go to somebody else and have them say that they agree, but we, you know, as Empower Community can have the uh, financial capital and put that into doing the things that we feel that will make our community better and um, uh, direct the, I guess you would say, the vision and how our communities develop and um, grow and how we create what the world we want to live in. So to me, it is very much about community empowerment, community agency, um, bringing together the collective um, skills, talents, and abilities of our community to serve community in a way that allows it to grow uh, and thrive. Great. Thank you. So those are all the questions I have. I'm going to give you, if you have any closing thoughts or any plugs that you want to make, this is your time to do that now. Just that, again, like I said, our uh, community wealth building initiative, we've always been doing it, but we're more focused and intentional about it. And then for the next, I guess we'll say five, 10 years, um, it's what we're going to be talking about, working on and trying to figure out how in under-resourced communities we can work with entrepreneurs and others, whether it be around um, community gardening or affordable housing or healthcare or what have that we can create the kinds of communities that we want to live in and that nurture and grow and provide opportunities for um, the people living in our communities. So um, we're currently um, doing our annual campaign. And so if people um, feel like this resonates with them, we ask you to 
go to Kepper.org and make a contribution. Today I'm here with Nicholas Johnson, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about alchemy and community wealth with Kepra. So if Nick, you'd like to start with just an introduction about yourself, who you are, some of the work that you do, that'd be great. Yes, thank you for having me, honestly. Uh, my name is Nicholas Johnson. Um, I work with, uh, in partnership with Kepra on the uh, Kepra Integrated Fund project. And... Um, the, the Kepler Integrated Fund Project uh, basically is uh, Kepler's initiative to, uh, um, br- you know, try to bring capital into the community. Uh, and, and by that, I mean, uh, you know, bringing capital in to support businesses, uh, to do uh, collaborative projects in the community, and also to support family uh, opportunities for job growth, career development, uh, business coaching, uh, entrepreneurship, um, and the way I got into this space uh, basically was um, I've been working uh, probably a little bit over, um, say, about 20 years now uh, in the space of finance uh, and law, and basically what I've been doing is working with community development financial institutions and working with them to uh, develop uh, loan products primarily and some tax credit products um, through the federal government uh, and then also to work in partnership with uh, local governments uh, and state governments to uh, do different types of projects, whether it's uh, loans to nonprofits um, who provide, you know, those uh, vital services uh, to communities, um, whether it's anything from child care to health, uh, mental health, um, you know, primary care, dental services, um, all the way to, um, you know, uh, nonprofits that provide, you know, small business incubators and accelerators um, to for-profit businesses that do real estate developments, uh, mixed-use projects, um, redevelopment of, you know, downtown initiatives or, or uh, kind of uh, core neighborhood projects uh, like place-based building uh, initiatives as well. So um, that's been the space that I've been in uh, primarily for the last 20 years. And um, I'm glad to be here and uh, look forward to doing more of these type of opportunities uh, under the Kepler Integrated Fund. Um, the first question, I just wanted you to uh, tell me a little bit about community wealth and what does it mean, in your opinion? Yes. So community wealth is basically, if you think about the, uh, the, the concept and idea of what we call just traditional uh, capitalism, economic growth, and economic development, 
but you take it out of its context of just only being about corporate and commercial um, aspects of it. And of course, it's inclusive of uh, of other uh, factors and and criteria um, that is also, you know, some of it is socially uh, driven in terms of, uh, you know, age and, you know, those socioeconomic demographics. But when you think about community wealth building, you're taking something that's in a traditional mold and you're modifying it to meet or to develop specific strategies that are are geared uh, pragmatically to address certain needs and opportunities that arise in a in a in a in a specific uh, community. So, for example, um, if I'm thinking in just kind of basic terms and ideas here, um, community wealth building would be the difference between the same transaction you would do in a corporate setting. You then find a way to do that same uh, transaction with a local nonprofit. If a for-profit can do uh, uh, market rate housing. You come up with strategies for a nonprofit or a social entrepreneur or just an entrepreneur to do, an entrepreneur to do that same housing project, but you scale it and uh, at the right size, demand and cost uh, at a community level. The other aspect of it is that you take what would have been in a normal commercial and corporate environment where you would work with traditional uh, investors. Uh, and traditional uh, banking institution and other financial institutions for wealthy individuals. And then you, then you move that to a, a more community-based model where instead of a traditional bank, you may have a credit union or a CDFI, which is a community development financial institution, or you may even have uh, a government program through the local city. So you start to change some of the players who would be involved and you also change the model to fit um, the the outcomes that you want from the project. Community wealth is a is a, is a very broad con, uh, concept, uh, and base, basically multidisciplinary, uh, uh, multi-dimensional uh, in terms of uh, impacts. But it's basically taking a traditional private sector model and adapting it for community-based uh, outcomes. If you could just go into a little deeper into the importance of community wealth and why is it so important that we keep it within the community? Exactly. That's a great question. So one of the reasons why this, you know, the community wealth uh, initiative is so important is we all understand that I'm a, I'm a product of the 70s. Um, and I recall uh, the first time, um, you know, I, you know, you sit down and you have kind of your 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 kind of uh, uh, big boy conversation where you transition from boyhood to manhood with your grandfathers and fathers and they start talking to you about uh, the opportunities that you have in front of you. Uh, my grandfather, both of them were serial entrepreneurs. Uh, one, of course, uh, was down in, 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 in the South, uh, in Texas, was a sharecropper, but he also had other small businesses that he would do in terms of managing land for uh, other farmers and, uh, you know, managing, uh, you know, uh, other aspects of, you know, maintaining equipment and selling equipment and things of that nature. And then my other grandfather was uh, in the uh, log hauling or timber business 
And uh, he did that, you know, both of them uh, did that type of work uh, for the rest of their life. But they both told me and they told my father the same thing, which is that you either follow the family business or you go to college or you join the military. So basically you had three options. And why do I tell you this? Well, the reason why I explained uh, sort of my background and kind of, you know, the you know three generations of my family uh, is that that is what made this important to me. That's what made community wealth important to me because what they were basically telling me, of course, as you get older, you start to better understand some of these conversations that uh, the matriarchs and patriarchs of your family have with you, but they're trying to help you understand how to find your place in this world, how to find your place in this society, um, how to be able to take care of your family, how to be able to feel, uh, find your purpose in life and how to meet, how to become the best version of yourself, both by what you do for your kids and grandkids in the future, but by also what you contribute back to the community and how you build other families around you uh, and support others in your community. Steering away from community wealth and back to Kep for just a bit, what's the, um, if you could talk a little bit about the program that you're lead with or you're in collaboration with, with as it relates to Alchemy and Kepra? Yes. So the Kepra Integrated Fund is basically my, my core function as a partner uh, with Kepra. And um, the, 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 the Integrated Fund initiative is about bringing resources uh, to the table so that uh, we can support existing small businesses, uh, that we can support uh, the development of, uh, of new uh, uh, venture, uh, 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 venture enterprises uh, and businesses, uh, whether that's in, on, on the real estate side, uh, commercial business side, um, whether that's in you know, all the different sectors, um, core sectors, you know, uh, professional services with, you know, accounting, uh, you know, uh, legal, uh, marketing, uh, finance, uh, you know, human resources, personnel. But we want to be able to support small businesses uh, through the Kepra Integrated Fund. Well, Kepra and the Integrated Fund being the glue, being the missing link um, to providing that capital, that technical assistance, and then being that value add over the course of, you know, two, three, four, five years of helping those businesses become, uh, you know, reach their, reach their peak um, uh, value, and, you know, both to the community in terms of creating jobs, uh, uh, and then those jobs also being uh, livable jobs, those jobs also uh, providing, you know, the types of benefits, uh, and then those businesses also participating in, you know, uh, shared prosperity type uh, programs, like I said, you know, uh, employee stock options, uh, creating collaboratives or cooperatives uh, structures where the employees are also owners and operators, uh, as well as, uh, you know, not just being employees only and, uh, you know, uh, and having a job, but actually having a career and having a business and having an ownership interest in building something uh, that they can all be very proud of. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's important 
Um, we believe that the, the Kepler Integrated Fund as a program itself can be very uh, re both regenerative in terms of regenerating wealth in the community, in terms of how we um, help businesses to connect with um, other like-minded uh, business owners, to connect with other like-minded uh, uh, workers and professionals uh, who have skill sets that can contribute to the growth and success of their business. And then they're able to attract that talent because they're giving them something that maybe a traditional uh, for-profit may not be willing to do, which is share in the upside and the growth and the success of the business through shared ownership rather than just basically a, a job opportunity that does not provide any of the uh, any of the benefits of ownership. could illustrate um, seven critical reasons why this program is so beneficial um, or why it should even you know exist that'd be fantastic so here's where we we start to um, you know most of this I've made it about because I really want all the power all the power lies in in the community the community um, all the power lies in the community and what I mean by that there's there's resources, there's wealth, there's knowledge, uh, there's will, there's passion, uh, there's love, there's energy, uh, there's, uh, there's all these different variables, there's grit, um, there's, um, uh, you know, there's all this strength. And in order to use all these uh, valuable and, you know, these all these invaluable characteristics to support uplifting communities, uh, we have to uh, create, uh, we have to create avenues, we have to create mechanisms in order for all of these great intangibles to be then maximized, to be put to work uh, in a way that allows there to be the regenerative uh, and the transformational and the generational uh, 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 passing of wealth from one generation to the next. So when I start thinking about critical reasons, it basically comes down to, we have all of these talents, we have all of these resources, we have all these gifts in the community. We now uh, have to make sure that these programs exist so that we can harness uh, all those gifts, talents, and resources and, and give them all of those different opportunities so that they can go out into society, go out into the community, and then, uh, you know, start to not only contribute to their own individual uh, and collective uh, professional development and growth, uh, financial growth, but then also benefit uh, society as a whole. So if I'm thinking about just critical reasons for the program, it's about individual development. It's about collective development. It's about ensuring that there's more options available from one generation to the next. It's about ensuring that um, that the traditional uh, deterrence or the traditional uh, roadblocks uh, that have been there, that we have solutions for them. So uh, meaning uh, access to capital for uh, small businesses and entrepreneurs, whether they're startup or existing businesses, 
professional development uh, for the uh, the business owners owners because just because you start a business doesn't mean that that's the end of your journey. You have to continue to learn so that you can uh, you know maximize opportunities, be prepared for when new opportunities avail themselves to you, and then of course uh, through the through the full business life cycle. You have to understand that when there's ups and downs in, in the community, uh, in the economy, how to be able to navigate that. And then at some point, whether you want to exit the business in terms of just selling it, or if you want to dissolve the business and liquidate uh, and move on to something different, uh, making sure that um, uh, the, the businesses of color understand what does that look like uh, in action, right? And what are the steps? need to be to go and carry out those things. So it's very critical that these resources, that knowledge, those talents, those gifts, um, all are available to these opportunities. And then of course, addressing traditional factors and barriers as well in terms of access to capital, really important. Uh, but then of, of course, looking at it from a generational aspect, being able to, to pass on knowledge and skills that, um, each generation has so that you're not starting over from a uh, from zero or a blank uh, page, but you're building on the 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 knowledge, the wisdom, and understanding of the of the prior generation, and you're doing it not at the same age, but you're doing it at a younger age. So what I know at 45, I want to make sure that the next person knows at 25, right? Um, what it took me 20 years to experience, I want to make sure that they have that same knowledge and experience, you know, at a much younger age. Now the experience comes, you gotta you gotta keep living, but the knowledge and wisdom of it can be passed. There's there's different ways to learn. I can learn by just listening, learn by doing, but I can also learn by watching others. And we want to make sure we give each generation that opportunity to understand that. Through the Kepler Integrated Fund and the programs that we put together, we're going to give you every opportunity uh, to, 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 to learn things, not just based on time and experience, but we're going to try to help you understand from others' experiences and the time that they've had, uh, you know, working in some of these different uh, settings. But those are the critical reasons why we really want this program to be successful and why we think it should exist. Right, right. Thank you so much. That was, no, you, you laid it out perfectly. Um, so I'm going to give you this moment. If you have any closing thoughts or you have any plugs that you want to make, you can go ahead and do that now. Sure, sure. So one of the things I want to uh, put out there is that uh, Kepa right now is in, uh, in its annual giving campaign. Uh, and so uh, I would love for anyone who has an opportunity and who's blessed to be in a position to do so, to go to uh, Kepler's website, uh, www.kepler.org. Uh, go, um, as soon as you hit the landing page, you'll see uh, the links that um, take you to uh, where you can read about some of the things, uh, programs that Kepler is, uh, is actually involved in. You can learn about the Kepler Integrated Fund, uh, and you can also uh, see how you can donate or contribute, and uh, these are, uh, these are uh, tax deductible exemptions. So um, it's a great way to kind of give back to the community uh, and support the community and, uh, you know, uh, be, uh, be part of the solution um, as to how we, how we move the community forward. So 
just wanted to put that out there and I just wanted to thank you for the opportunity to speak uh, and, no, and information. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Homegrown Solutions, Building Community Well. If you're interested in joining us as agents of change in our communities and would like to support our work, visit kepra.org backslash building dash community dash wealth dash campaign. The music for this episode is A Drop of Water in the Ocean by Broke for Free and Good Vibes by Ketza. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time.